The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show with your hosts, Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Join us as we discuss markets, bring transparency to issues within the financial services industry, and bring honest, thoughtful analysis every week. Good morning, everybody out there in Radioland. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he is Josh Finelli. And we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the I guess it's supposed to be spring northwest, but, uh, you know, I guess it's going to hold on. Winter's going to hold on a little longer. The snow is stacking up along the whole west coast, which I guess is good for considering the drought we have here on the west coast, uh, but um, not necessarily very good for my mental state. <laughs> Looking pretty good up there at the mountain. So says you. All right. So if you would like to be part of our little radio show, uh, call us 877-670-7117 or send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. So, as always in the first segment, we will talk about the week that was in the capital markets. Lots to talk about. Uh, Josh and I are, are such uh, financial market dorks that we would just talk about this to th the whole show and you all would probably change the channel because we wouldn't be offering anything that's interesting to anybody except for the two of us. And so uh, we, we do our best to try to keep the wonkiness uh, away, especially I have to do my best to keep Josh's wonkiness away because a lot of times, for some of you, I know he's speaking Chinese, but I know what he's talking about. So uh, let's talk about the week that was in stocks. U.S. stocks as measured by the good old S&P 500 uh, were up 1% last week um, because apparently the market doesn't believe what the Fed is saying, so we shall see. Uh, international developed market stocks were up two and a quarter percent, so we saw some outperformance uh, overseas. Uh, emerging markets were up two and a half percent, the best performers of the, at least what we look at, uh, broad market indexes. U.S. small cap stocks were unchanged, had a lot of volatility intra-week last week. Uh, in the bond market, we continue to see the yield curve going back to normal somewhat. I mean, it's still inverted, but it's less inverted than it was. Uh, but the rate complex across the board, rates have come down quite materially. It's very interesting in literally a week and a half or two weeks uh, how much interest rates have come down. Uh, and I met with one of our clients who's a realtor last week, and uh, she talked about how much uh, the real, real estate market has uh, changed really in the last week and a half for the better. Uh, so I told her, uh, don't hold your breath that that's going to continue, but, you know, lo love it while it's happening. Uh, the aggregate bond index uh, was up three quarters of a percent last week in price, uh, which means that yields were lower as prices went higher. Six-month Treasury uh, bills are now yielding 4.75%. Remember, that was 5.2% a week ago. Uh, Two-year Treasury, 3.76%. And the 10-year Treasury, remember, it made it up over 4%. Now it's 3.36%. So we've seen a, a pretty significant backup in yields in a really short amount of time. Obviously, a lot of that has to do with go what's going on with regional banks around the country. Uh, it's probably overdone because, you know, we haven't seen much since the Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, First Republic and then the Signature Bank, but we shall see. Time will tell because, as we know, uh, when the tide goes out, we find out who's swimming naked and the tide is out, meaning interest rates are going up. Gold was unchanged, 1980 an ounce, and oil had a big move higher, uh, up 6.75% at $69.20 a barrel. So, Mr. Finelli, the big news last week was the Federal Reserve's decision to raise the Fed funds rate by 25 basis points to 5%. Of course, in his press conference, Jay Powell reiterated their commitment to taming inflation. 
Uh, and he, he said that, well, the problems in the banking, uh, the regional banks were, that was unfortunate. Of course, it was one of the consequences of interest rates going higher. We were going to figure out who was behaving badly. And certainly the people, uh, at the switch, the sort of Homer Simpsons, the, the risk control people, I think literally Homer Simpson was the chief financial officer at Silicon Valley bank, uh, because that that's about how smart that guy was. Um, and so it's, it's very interesting. Uh, the, one of the things that's happening because lending has tightened, right? Because banks are saying, wait, how much do we need to shore up our balance sheets? Uh, some of that tightening in the credit markets will do some of the Fed's work he, for them, he, assuming it stays tight. He acknowledged as much in, in the press conference. He said it could be equivalent to as much as a half percent or more worth of increase. Uh, interest rate increases. Market responded pretty positively to Jay Powell, but it was Janet Yellen that uh, burned it all down a couple hours later. Well, and you know, he sent out his minions uh, later in the week to say, "Look, we are committed <laughs> to taming inflation." And, and obviously, the market doesn't believe James Bullard. <laughs> well, the market doesn't really believe the Fed in general because yeah. why should they? In the past, uh, the Fed has chickened out. This Federal Reserve, this regime, uh, when the market has gotten squirrely, the Fed said, well, we're going to pause or we're going to cut rates. And so the market still wholeheartedly believes they're going to do that. And, you know, the chorus of, of people when, um, you know, Silicon Valley Bank failed and then Signature Bank failed and First Republic had to be bailed out, everybody was screaming for the Fed to cut rates or to pause. And it was like, no doofuses. This is a consequence. Absolutely. Bad no. behavior. No one wants to take the medicine. No, yeah, but like, th so we always knew this was going to happen. We didn't know where the bodies were buried, right? Well, when but you when you when the Fed raises interest rates as aggressively as they have, and you go back throughout history, you find out who's been behaving badly, and it's always been true. Well, when you the, <laughs> but the problem is our society is so used to like when that happens, just the the, the Fed just chickening out. Um, I hope they don't this time. Well, when you suppress the true market-driven cost of capital for close to 15 years and then you incentivize this reach for yield across the banking system and then you juice yields by 5% in 13 months to fight inflation, what do you, what do you expect of course, to, to go on? Of course, but these, these weak, veal cab human beings that are on Wall Street cry that they need to still be able to buy their SUVs and they're going their Hawaiian vacations. And guess what? This is how it's supposed to work. Uh, you, you want good capital allocators and good capital allocators would know that when rates go higher, there's going to be consequences. Everybody else literally, I don't know what the heck they were doing or what they were looking at, uh, but they missed it bad. And Josh mentioned this last week in my office. Uh, one of the canaries sort of in the coal mine as it relates to inflation was uh, General Mills reported earnings last week. Uh, General Mills is a big food company, if you don't know. Uh, and they were able their, – their earnings were really good. It was a really interesting earnings report. But they were able to sharply raise prices. Uh, and the important thing about when they raised prices, it didn't kill demand at all, actually. No trade down. Um, and yet yeah, no trade down meaning in their products. So like people weren't, you know, buying cheaper cereal that they make. They were, well, they're, yeah, no Lucky Charms to the store, you know, the Kroger brand or whatever else. And right. the other interesting thing is they actually increased margins uh, by, you know, several hundred basis points, which is – totally at odds with what you would expect to see, especially in that industry. But the point is, and the why it's a canary in the coal mine for the Federal Reserve, is that demand, the demand side of the equation is still very strong. I mean, if you looked at jobless claims last week, the amount of people filing uh, unemployment claims was still under 200,000, which is very low. Missed, so the, missed expectation. The labor yeah. market is still very strong, which is why the demand side of the equation in the economy is very strong and going to keep inflation higher than it has been. And so, yes, inflation is moving in the right direction, but we're still a long ways away from 2%. So uh, that General Mills earnings report was very interesting, and I hope the Fed paid close attention I think you got to call it like, that. like it is, and stagflation is pretty much the most obvious outcome here, right? I mean, do you agree? Uh, no, because I believe that the Fed can put us in a pain, they're not painful gonna take, They're not going to take us to the terminal rate that we need to get us there. How do you know? They're saying <laughs> they're going to. Uh, the reality is, is I think the, how tight the credit market gets will determine yeah. what the Fed does next. But but the, the truth is how we avoid stagflation is a recession, is a meaningful recession. Uh, and, and we you know we get a reset. Otherwise, yeah. But I, I, I believe the Fed is going to keep going because the Fed keeps making references to that 
that early 80s period when they messed up. So I believe uh, that they're that I, 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 Jerome, if you can hear me, keep going, man, keep going. I know it's painful. You have somebody in Bend, Oregon that is supporting the move. It's the right thing to do, everybody. It makes the U.S. stronger over the long term. So we have to have a little bit of pain. It's like going to the gym. If you want to fit into those jeans, you can't take a pill and be in shape. All right, if you have a question or a comment for the show, give us a call, 877-670-7117, or send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about why most investors are focused on nonsense. Stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review, 800-743-0988. Again, medical nurse practitioner Christina Richards is here to talk about the impact of chronic stress. Chronic stress is something that a lot of us struggle with. Sometimes chronic stress results from anxiety, depression. Sometimes it's coming from digestive issues. It can cause things like headaches, memory, concentration issues, muscle tension and pain. Is there anything a patient can do to help themselves? I mean, the biggest thing is self-care, which includes things like play, laughter, getting outdoors, mindfulness, meditation. Those are ways that we can negate those effects of stress that people really underutilize. How does One Peak Medical help clinically with chronic stress? We want to see what's happening in your body. We want to see what you're doing with your lifestyle. Can we make modifications, therapies, supplements to support the stress response in the body, as well as trends in lab work, blood work, as well as nutrition is such an important piece. Book your appointment online at onepeakmedical.com. Covered by most insurance companies. If your construction project needs rock, a lot of rock, or a little rock, Big Rock or Small Rock, we need to talk. We're Knife River in Central Oregon, and our rock is now closer than any other rock because we recently took over the Shevelin Rock Pit on the west edge of town. That means we're only a stone's throw away. Close by for a quick trip to your job site. Close by for multiple trips to your job site. And our rock is your rock. Aggregate of all types, from three-quarters minus to riprap, big boulders to stream soil. You name it, we're rocking it. Knife River will deliver to your job site or load it up for you to take it away. That's our version of curbside pickup. We'll help you build a highway or a foundation or refill a sandbox. Any project, any budget. Come and get it at the new Knife River Chevlin Rock Pit on Northwest Skyline Ranch Road or call for delivery. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Sean, what are you doing? Get in my car. So why are you walking to work? <sighs> Thanks, man. It's these insanely high gas prices. They're draining my bank account. I can't afford to drive anymore. Dude, don't walk. Just do what I do because I never pay full price for gas anymore. I use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Oh, wait. You're telling me you get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code FULL for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's promo code FULL. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code FULL for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code full. Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on YouTube or iTunes. Listen to past shows, get our bi-weekly e-news, and keep up to date on the market. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show. 
If you'd like to take up uh, one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, your financial plan, your asset allocation, your portfolio. Whatever you want to talk about is fair game. Uh, so if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get one of those meetings scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988, or you can always uh, email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. So it's funny, you know, there's the Fed funds future market. So uh, you can you can essentially bet or traders bet on where they think Fed the Fed funds rate is going to be, meaning where the... Uh, the interest rate the Fed Reserve uh, sets is going to be out into the future. Um, and market participants uh, seem to be expecting a move back to easy money. Um, it's it's crazy, but uh, let's see, 20, 40, 65% of market participants um, think that it's going to be under 3% um, by 2024. Well, the market's pricing in a cut in June. Which is like, what? <laughs> so uh, the market literally thinks, even though the chairman of the Federal Reserve is saying something well, and asks questions, I, that the Federal Reserve is, is not going to do Important it. to also note that Fed funds futures have an accuracy rate uh, about commensurate with economists and also the Fed itself, which is close to zero. Fed fund futures are uh, notoriously inaccurate. Uh, which is funny because, you know, you would think that, like, Okay, the guy's telling you what he's going to do. Obviously, everything's data dependent always, you know. But, you know, if all of a sudden when he had a major bank here in this country start to wobble, that would change things. But the question that someone opposed you would say was like the two year leads the Fed and the two years telling you what the Fed's going to do. Right. And the bond market says the Fed's wrong. But the problem. So all of the things that were true. Prior to 2005, just playing devil's advocate. I know, but all the things that were true prior to 2005 are no longer true as it relates to uh, markets because they've been manipulated so much. We've had we've had artificially lower rates for 15 years, and so when you have the movement towards normalization, you have huge distortions, which is what we're seeing. And so, you know, it's it's. When you have full employment, which is what we have, and you have way higher than average inflation, you know, more than double what the Fed wants, it's easy for the Fed to keep going. And I know that everybody can't believe well, that the, the, the Fed looks all of you know these companies that are made bad decisions that are struggling. Of course, that was going to happen. They were dependent on zero rates to exist. I, I think the optimistic take here, though, is you can the Fed can pause or not raise the banks will do some of the work for it they get the banking sector stuff figured out from a policy you know shore up the integrity in the banking system from a confidence standpoint and the fed doesn't actually have to cut because the demographic situation and the employment picture is going to prevent a deep recession but and what do they do when inflation comes back but when you do when they do what you just said i, I don't know that i mean we're I'm not a believer that you get to 2% <laughs> barring uh, significantly higher rates uh, very easily. And then you just adjust the average inflation target a little bit higher. Oh, like all millennials, <laughs> we'll just make it up. We'll just change the rules as we go. Oh, millennials. You just, no, we got to drag the time horizon along. Oh, we don't need 2% anymore. <laughs> we'll just do six and we can be done and we can have free money for everybody. And then we better learn Chinese because guess what? The Chinese are going to run us down really fast. Oh boy, we're a nation of veal calves, and you're buying into it. Come on! No, that's not what I, that's not what I would personally do, but I'm just saying I, this is what I think most most likely to happen. All right, let's talk about how. We, so Josh and I field a lot of phone calls from clients when markets get squirrely, and you know we, we listen to the people on TV on the different financial channels. And uh, first of all, anybody that thinks that markets are efficient. We're here to tell you that they are not. They're the more, most efficient they've ever been because information is readily available, but they are not efficient. And it's because when you take human beings, which are irrational creatures, and you apply money, uh, you get a lot of irrationality. And so what what's happening right now uh, in the markets, we've had a bunch of these, uh, you know, corrections in markets going back uh, since the beginning of markets. And, and this behavior is always very similar. Um, but what happens 
when Josh and I get on these phone calls with people uh, and, and we listen to the investing public is that most people are focused on nonsense. They're not focused on anything that matters as it relates to markets. And what I mean by that is the ultimate driver of stock prices is earnings, right? Is earnings growth or when earnings are declining, stock prices are going to move down. But if earnings are growing, uh, earning, or stocks are going to go higher. And so what we get uh, is, you know, these people that are talking about you know, is this whole thing going to crash? Is You know, they get focused on politics. They get focused on the market. Like the market is some separate living, breathing thing that is totally detached from uh, the actual companies that make it up. So remember, it is a market of stocks. And what is a stock? A stock is a share in a business. And so what we say to people is we'll say, okay, Let's think about the stock market. What makes up the stock market? Costco makes up the stock market. Coca-Cola, McDonald's, General Mills, Amazon, Google, you know, Cisco, all of these businesses uh, make up the stock market. And do you think these great businesses, which are most, a lot of them are very well run and, you know, have lots of customers and use them every single day. Do you think they're going to make more money two, three, four, five, ten years from now? And everybody says, of course I do. Well, guess what? Their stock price is going to be higher. But, you know, when we have a recession and the economy slows down and spending slows down, their earnings decline. Uh, you know, somewhat. And, and so, of course, their stocks are, are going to come in. But you use that as an opportunity to go back into these names because every single recession has one thing in common. They all end just like this one is going to. And so if you think about focus on what matters, right? Focus on the, you know, if, if you can't, if you think about the market and, and our peers do the same thing, like across the hall as Wells Fargo and these guys talk about the market and you're like, you're just as bad as our clients. You're just as bad as your clients. Like you doofuses don't understand what drives this thing. And that's earnings. And so, I think everybody listening to me right now believes that great businesses, great global franchises are going to continue to make more money over time. It'd be hard pressed for me to have somebody give me a reason why that wouldn't be true in the future, because this is the greatest country in the history of the world, uh, and that's going to be true going forward. And so if that's true, if these companies are going to earn more money in three and five years, guess what? Their stocks are going to be trading higher, too. So just have faith in that. Stop thinking about the market like the market is separate from the businesses. Uh, because once you start to think about markets and politics and all of this stuff, I mean, in my lifetime, 47, almost 47 years, we've had lots of crazy presidents. And we're going to continue in the rest of my life. We're going to have crazy presidents and crazy governors. That's always been true in America well, and it will continue to be true. But it doesn't change the fact that every single morning. There's a people lined up at 10 o'clock at the Costco on the east side of Bend. That keeps happening. The, and the behavioral psychology aspect of our job, getting to see all of these different iterations of how people interpret these events. And, you know, you see these people that they their impulse is to want to sell when there's when there's turmoil and whatever else. It is literally the complete opposite of those people that are the most successful over time. And we get to watch sort of that full spectrum and watch it all play out. And the people that are most successful, of course, they want to take risk when they're getting paid to take it. And that's, that willingness to take risk when there is uncertainty is ultimately what yields returns. And uh, it's just from our side of the table, you just get to see all these different representations and different approaches to different uh, to how markets actually play out. And it's quite clear who ultimately. But the, rea the reality is, is stock prices are six to ten times more volatile than the underlying fundamentals of the business. Focus on businesses growing earnings over time, not stock prices, because stock prices are six to ten times more volatile. All right, if you'd like to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a short video in the middle and end of every month. Uh, if you want to get added to that list, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and uh, give us your email. Just let us know you'd like to be added to our e-newsletter list. When we come back, we'll tackle some of your emails, so stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. The most news, the most traffic, the most weather. 
FM 100.1 is News Talk 1110, KBND, Bend. Save thousands. Be advised. This is a once-in-a-lifetime chance to save thousands on a hot tub and swim spa today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Save thousands. Be advised. This is a once-in-a-lifetime chance to save thousands on a hot tub and swim spa today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. 18-month interest-free financing. Brand new 2023 inventory. Ready for immediate delivery. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Huge factory incentives, factory rebates, this weekend only. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. We can remove your old hot tub. Free delivery of your new hot tub. Come see the revolutionary new swim spa in action at exceptional prices. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Free delivery of your new hot tub. Just relax and enjoy. Today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Today, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Free parking, free admission, free delivery. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Call 888-SPA-SALE or visit Hot Tub and Swim Spa Sale. Did you know that the average public university student borrows $32,880 for their bachelor's degree? Many borrowers list student debt as the main barrier to buying a home, starting a business, or even retiring from their jobs. Are student loans keeping you from other goals? Between different payment plans, types of cancellation, and tax implications, we know that student debt can be confusing. Don't let that confusion keep you from addressing your debt. Our website offers resources, including frequently asked questions, links to other sites, and tips for avoiding scams. The site is updated by the Student Loan Ombuds, who also receives and attempts to resolve complaints about servicers or other issues with student loans. Take control of your financial future by addressing your student debt today. Visit the Division of Financial Regulations Student Loan Help Site at dfr.oregon.gov or call the Student Loan Ombuds at 888-877-4894. This message brought to you by the Oregon Division of Financial Regulation, the Oregon Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Plato Travel Plaza, food, fuel, and fun. After a long day and you want to play, get your mind off of the road. Have a great meal, try our slot machines. Life's good on the plateau. Quick stop anytime. Get you everything under the sun. Life's good on the plateau. Food, fuel, and fun. Food, fuel, and fun? At the Plateau Travel Plaza in Madras, you get food, fuel, and fun all in one fabulous stop. After you fuel up with our low fuel prices, enjoy something fresh from our deli. Shop our store for local crafts and jewelry, travel essentials, electronics, and more. Then have some fun in our game room with 30 of the hottest slot machines and all the rewards you can handle. Life's good on the plateau. Food, fuel, and fun. Since 1999, Auto Network Group, ANG and Bend, has been delivering on the American promise of driving excitement. Hi, Fred Johnson here. Auto Network Group buyers scour the market selecting only the best of the best. Cars, trucks, SUVs, vans, and top-of-the-line RVs. They have the brands you can trust. Let Auto Network Group match your active Central Oregon lifestyle with the perfect vehicle for things you love to do. The buying experience at A&G is streamlined. Apply online, get pre-approved financing, select your new late model car, truck, SUV, or RV. And in three easy steps, you can be driving something new. They take pride in their 100% positive feedback rating. Go to angben.com to see their big inventory and see what other satisfied customers have to say. Or stop in today at Auto Network Group, just behind Target on Robo Lane and Bend. Auto Network Group, delivering driving excitement. listening to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get honest and actionable advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows on iTunes or find us on northwestquadrantwealth.com. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonis. Back over there, he is Josh Finelli, and we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the Beautiful but chilly Pacific Northwest. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. So, uh, obviously, the affordability uh, 
math has changed dramatically in the housing market uh, from where it was, you know, just a short year ago. Three years ago, the 30-year mortgage rate was 3.45. We know it got lower than that, but let's just go three years ago. The 30-year mortgage rate was 3.45, and the median existing home price in the U.S. was $270,000. Today, the 30-year mortgage rate is above 6.6%, and the median home price is $363,000. That results in a $19,000 increase in a down payment, assuming you're putting 20% down. And ready for this, a 93% increase in your monthly payment from $963 to $854, or $1,854. So, you know, the, the funny thing is about the housing market is when you look at prices, um, they haven't come down nearly enough to reflect the changes in affordability in the housing market. And, you know, you get people in the housing market uh, that talk about, or the, you know, that are in that business that talk about, well, what about all the cash buyers? And that's true, but it's not, you know, so let, let's say that, uh, you know, the market gets set by everybody, right? So if, if somebody comes in and now there's a bunch of new comps in your neighborhood and those are people borrowing money and that's changing the affordability and that means prices come down, a cash buyer isn't going to say, because I can pay more, I'm going to. They're going to pay what market rates are. And so um, it's very interesting that you know, and, and I'm not talking just about here in Central Oregon because we have a little bit of a an anomaly here in terms of supply demand uh, situation. But eventually, the laws of economics will come to bend. Um, but affordability, that math has changed the housing market dramatically, and and it will continue to. Um, you know, nationwide, we're seeing much more of a slowdown than we are here here in Central Oregon. But uh, you know, it's going to come. I mean, gravity. I think works here in Ben, doesn't it? <laughs> Suspended temporarily. Yeah. Okay, let's tackle some email questions. We got an email from a Dave M. Hopefully, Dave, you know who you are. Uh, Dave says, I listen to your radio broadcast and enjoy your financial advice. I've recently performed two 1031 exchanges into rental properties and found it took more time and effort to get the properties ready for rent than anticipated. And then the market changed and the rental income wasn't what we hoped for. I'm looking at another 1031 exchange coming up in the, ne- in the near future. And what is interested in your, your thoughts on DST investments, I must exchange into investment property, which puts me back into the rental market. Uh, I begin to think DST investments might eliminate the personal involvement. I'm not happy with the lack of liquidity with DST. The return seems significant enough to to, to warrant a look. So le- there's a lot to unpack here, Dave. Uh, the first thing I'm going to um, bring up is what a 1031 exchange is. So 1031 exchange is, um, you know, if you sell your prop, so you sell an investment property, uh, you can 1031 exchange that money into a it has to be a very similar property to the one uh, that you sold, and you have 60 days to do it. That's what a 1031 exchange is. And I'm not a real estate expert, so there may I might get some of this wrong. The gist of what he's talking about, though, I, I can answer that part as it relates to uh, the DST part. So what he's talking about is, you know, he did 1031 into some rental properties. Obviously, it turned out to be more work than he wanted, and rent rents appear to be coming down. And so he's saying, well, what if I go with one of these Delaware statutory trusts? That's what DST stands for, uh, where essentially you can get in with a group of other investors uh, that also are in the same situation. uh, And you are investing in rental properties with a bunch of other investors and and another company uh, does it for you. So a third party does it for you. So it's it's a passive way to do it where you're not a landlord dealing with tenants and trash. Uh, And so... um, I, I understand, Dave, what you're trying to do and, and trying to not be so hands-on as it relates to this situation. But here's the thing I would tell people. I, I don't want, I don't like paying taxes either, but like, w- why wouldn't you just have paid the, you know, bit bullet, paid the taxes and, and moved on with that money free and clear from any tax liability and invested in places uh, that make sense to you? I mean, so much effort in this country, so much time and effort in this country is dedicated towards avoiding paying taxes. And so, Dave, you made some money. Congratulations. You're just going to pay capital gains on the gain. It's not the end of the world. So, you you know, you, whatever the amount of money you made, you take some of that and you hold it back for taxes, and then you reinvest that money in whatever uh, makes sense to you that works for your life. So, uh, you know, the taxes are going to be owed at some point. Um, and so, so much time and effort is um, – is spent on avoiding taxes uh, when, Dave, you could adjust, and you still can, Dave. You still can sell it 
and just pay the taxes, uh, which would be my recommendation, because then you have this new, you know, not another pile of money that is free and clear of any tax liability, and you can invest it as you see fit that makes sense for your life. So I, that's probably not the answer you're going to get. And the, and the reason, Dave, for me is, uh, you know, what you're trying to do, you're, you're right, you're going to lose liquidity. Uh, you don't yeah, know, illiquidity is the biggest issue. Yeah, and so for us, liquidity, we we value liquidity above everything else when we're looking at investments. And so losing liquidity is a problem. I mean, you, you thought you had liquidity before, and and you kind of did and wherever you're – but it, as the real estate market tightens, that liquidity starts to go away. I mean, everything will sell at a price, right? But what that price is, uh, you're not going to know. So I would like to – if I was in your world, want to recreate some liquidity, and that means you have to pay taxes. Paying taxes isn't the end of the world. I know it's painful, but it's not the end of the world. Remember, you're paying capital gains rates, not ordinary income. Okay. Uh, we got another email. It doesn't say who this one's from. My husband and I are trying to determine if we need a financial advisor. My husband is retired, and I have been a stay-at-home spouse since 2005. His 401K is still with his employer, even though he was retired. We don't. We do, we do not need it to meet our monthly obligations. We would like the 401k to grow. However, the market is so volatile that it's all in safe investments right now. How would we benefit from hiring an advisor, or is there another route that we should consider? You really don't have an answer for that? Well, I, I, you know, I, I don't want to like sound too salesy here, but... Uh, you know, of course, like an advisor is going to give you the coaching as far as the allocation and whatever else uh, that you should own within the 401k. And, you know, another advantage is maybe, uh, you know, if your husband's been solely managing your 401k and you don't necessarily feel uh, like you have the requisite knowledge to do it yourself, uh, the advisor can sort of give you that stewardship and peace of mind after, you know, if, if there's with that age discrepancy and maybe his ownership over it versus yours, uh, there's a lot of value to be added there. But do you necessarily need uh, an, a registered investment advisor like us? Uh, you, you can find, you know, a very low cost option available via Vanguard or whatever uh, that sort of follows that same strategy of low cost tax efficient indexing. Uh, this is the type of situation where an advisor would definitely add value to your life uh, and I think give you that peace of mind that being invested may be better for your best interest over the long run. It sounds like you're risk averse and maybe need some guidance as far as the allocation itself. Yeah, I mean, so one of the things you have to say to yourself is how did my husband do managing this 401k asset while he was working and what made you move it to safe, as you say, safe investments uh, recently and you know what was the cause of that and so you said you don't need this money to meet your obligations but you know this is going to give you some protection against inflation now that you are retired in the future so one of your biggest risks financially is that one of you go into a long-term care facility uh, and the monthly expenses get really high and so this 401k can be a somewhat of a long-term care insurance policy to protect you against that to protect the other spouse uh, from being left destitute so I would say absolutely. If you get the right financial advisor, they're going to be worth uh, because you know it, leaving it in the safe investment in the in the 401k is not going to protect you against inflation, and so that's going to erode over time. The purchasing power of that money will erode over time, uh, and so if you can get closer to stock like market like returns, that money will continue to compound over time and give you some of that protection that you're going to need in retirement. So if you get the yes, assuming you get the right fee based fiduciary financial advisor uh, that is an indexer that buys you indexes and gets the right asset allocation mix for you and your risk tolerance. Absolutely. You should hire somebody uh, because doing what you're doing now is, is really not a good option for anybody. All right. If you'd like to be part of the program, give us a call 877-670-7117 or you can send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about time in the market versus trying to time the market. You know who you are. Stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988.
stack up the discounts and step up to a new Mazda. At Kendall Mazda of Bend, we have loyalty discounts, trade-in discounts, step-up discounts, military discounts, and of course, Kendall discounts. Stack them up and save even more if you qualify. Add the $500 Mazda APR cash support to over $1,100 in Kendall discounts and save big on a new 2023 Mazda CX-50 S Premium Plus. Save over $1,200 in Kendall discounts on a new 2023 Mazda CX-5 Premium. Over $1,000 in Kendall discounts on a new 2023 Mazda CX-30. Plus, each model is available with special 0.9% financing. With all the rebates and discounts, see how much you can save and stop by Kendall Mazda events today. Kendall, let's start something great. Stock cameras W2094, W2412, and W2680. 0.9% APR on select models and unapproved credit. Not all will qualify, not all customers qualify for stackable rebates. See dealer for complete details. Price is not a good title registration tax or $150 admin. Subject to fire sales and dealer for details. Offer expires 4 through 23. Coastal Farm and Ranch. We're just what the country needs. We take pride in our work, pride in our service. We built our Visit any coastal store in the Pacific Northwest for the best selection of products for your ranch and home, from fashion to fencing to feed. With name brands you know and trust, you'll find the biggest selection of jeans and boots in the Northwest, and one of the biggest sections of Carhartt and Wrangler anywhere. Plus, shop sporting goods, animal health, lawn and garden, and much, much more. Coastal, since 1963, we're just what the country needs. Coastal Farm and Ranch, we're just what the country needs. Visit CoastalFarm.com for locations, ads, and offers. Hi, this is Gabriel. And Aiden from Satterley Jewelry Repair and Design Center. It has been fun learning about the jewelry industry from mom and dad. And we're learning a few things from you out there, too. Like your uncertainty about something that seems new. Lab-grown diamonds. Actually, the first lab-grown diamonds were produced in the 1950s. Then, in 1971, General Electric grew the first gem-quality diamonds. Over the last few decades, that process has been perfected, and beautiful white diamonds are being grown in labs around the world. Lab diamonds are not fakes. They are real. They're grown from liquid or vapor to crystals in the lab and then cut and faceted just like natural diamonds. People will always be drawn first to the rarity, history, and allure of natural diamonds. But if you want something genuine that looks great and fits a smaller budget, you should consider GIA or IGI certified lab-grown diamonds. Come see and ask questions at Satterley Jewelry Repair and Design Center on 5th and Fur in Redmond or SatterleyJewelers.com. Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show. Honest, transparent analysis brought to you every week by Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. If you'd like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, your portfolio, your asset allocation, whatever is on your mind, we can tackle it. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get one of those meetings scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988, or you can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and send us an email. So one of the things that our peers, when I say peers, financial, other financial advisors, investment advisors are very focused on with their client base, especially their retired client base, uh, is building a portfolio, an income-based portfolio, meaning a portfolio that uh, they're trying to maximize the current income of the portfolio for distributions to their retired clients. And we think that is an extremely dangerous uh proposition an extremely dangerous way to build a portfolio uh, for retirees for a couple of reasons. One, to get attractive yields over the last decade, you had to take a bunch of risk. Uh, when I say risk, like buy, essentially buying securities that could go to zero, um, or you had to take duration risk, meaning you know you had interest rate sensitivity in your portfolio. Uh, but And then lastly, you just building an income portfolio, you don't have much protection against inflation. And so if inflation is higher than average for the next decade, and you have a portfolio that is essentially 
barely keeping up with inflation, how does the retiree have uh, purchasing power protection in retirement? Because we know that in every everybody has a different inflation rate. My inflation rate is different than Josh's and you know our 65-year-old clients. So, but retirees, we know, have a higher over the retirement, higher uh, than most people, the inflation rate because the inflation in the healthcare market is, is essentially double what it has been historically for the rest of the economy. So um, Josh uh, gave me this really uh, cool chart. It's looking at the S&P 500 versus the total bond market versus a collection of business development companies, BDCs for short. Uh, and the S&P over that uh, period going back to 2013, so 10-year number, is 11.88% annualized. Uh, the bond market is 2.37, and BDCs were 5.1%. So, you know, that is that is an asset class that a lot of advisors use to produce income, whether it be buying individuals or uh, UITs or whatever it is. But and So I would urge you as an investor, especially if you're a retiree, to be very careful if you have an advisor that focuses on income uh, as is the sole reason for your portfolio or your investment the, objective. The point is like net of the safe distribution rate and the advisor's fee. You essentially made no money over over that decade. And a properly constructed portfolio uh, with the same fee structure and the same distribution rate, you would have doubled your money over the same time period. And BDCs were more volatile than the S&P. So you had more volatility in your portfolio from a price perspective but less than half the return. So uh, that's not the best uh, mix. Um, so Josh also shared with me uh, a quote from uh, Jerome Powell. He's the chairman of the Federal Reserve, obviously. Uh, but this is, uh, he was then a member of the Board of Governors. Uh, and this is going back to 2012 at a Federal Open Market Committee meeting. Uh, he said, quote, I think we are actually at a point of encouraging risk taking and that should give us pause. Investors really do understand now that we we will be there to prevent serious losses. It's not just it's not just that it's easy for them to make money, but that they have every incentive to take more risk, and they are doing so. Meanwhile, we look like we are blowing a fixed income duration bubble right now <laughs> across the credit spectrum that will result in big losses when rates come up down the road. You can almost say that as our as our strategy. And so, this is you know he's one of the board of governors when he says this. This this wasn't to the public, but. Literally what he said has happened. And so if you remember, go back to 2012, that was after the global financial crisis, and they were trying to force people to take risks so they could create an asset, you know, the wealth effect, uh, and it worked, but they they kept the pedal to the metal Who way too long. Who says they don't know what they're doing? <laughs> well... But the problem is they overdo it. Like yeah. they, 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 they are like most entities. Most entities want to become uh, so important that we need them. Just like unions, like all of these things, they become the Federal Reserve. You know, read the book, uh, the creature from Jekyll Island. The, the, the Federal Reserve was never, ever, ever supposed to be this important. But because we don't have anybody in Washington D.C. that governs anymore on both sides of the aisle, now the Fed has to step up and pick up the slack, and it's not going well. We're just going through boom-bust cycles, uh, and it's not going well. Okay, so one of the things that uh, you know people think they can do, and, and the CNBCs of the world uh, make it seem as if you can time markets all the time. You know, once in a while we get Josh and I get a call from a client, a new client usually that'll be upset. And it's like, well, what are you upset about? And, and they say, well, this was obvious what was going to happen in the market. It was obvious it was going to go down 20%. Why didn't you guys do something? And it's like, wait, hold on a second. You know, let's step back. Do you think you hire us to know the future? Do you think that we know what's going to happen in the market in the next three, six, 12 months? And sometimes they say yes, and it's like, if I knew that, you would, I wouldn't need you as a client, and if I did, if, I, if you were my client, I would be charging you 50% of your portfolio value because I could increase it uh, by that every single month if I knew it was going to happen in the market. So, um, you know, nobody can time markets. Let me set that record straight. There are plenty of people that profess to do it. And, and say they can do it and that you should be doing it and then it's easy. The, the, really, the message on all of these financial channels is that they're doing it. I promise you, these people are not doing it successfully. If you look at their returns, they don't have to publish them, but if you look at their returns, which you can get if you do a little research, they are getting smoked by the market. And so what they say instead is that their risk-adjusted returns are better, which is total 
BS. And it's a marketing term. And so the important thing to know is that how to be a successful investor is you need to spend time in the market, not trying to time the market. That is the most important thing. And it seems simple and it seems easy, um, but people are really, really bad at it. And so, Josh, go through the data on you know, owning the market versus missing the best days in the market and how compelling that is. Well, the most important thing to be there for is when the market ultimately turns and it happens in a matter of hours in a single digit number of days in any given year. And if you miss that single digit number of days, you dramatically cut your returns. So if you think back, even over the last 10 years, if you missed the 10 best days, your $1,000 original investment would have almost tripled. Uh, but if you missed the 10 best days, you only made 70%. So you cut your return by 230%, just missing 10 days within the market. In a 10-year period. Yeah. And if you missed the 20 best days, your return went from 277% down to 122%. And if you missed the 30 best days, you actually lost money. And if you missed the 40 best days, which most people are apt to do, of course, because you're not gonna believe the rally, well, it's happening, you lost 30% of your original investment. So it's really astonishing when you distill down in any given five or 10 year period, how much of the market's performance over that extremely long period of time relative to your life distills down to just a few days within any given year. And when you remember that it's your guess just as everyone else's, no one has any idea what those best days are going to be. And statistically, most of those best days come right after the worst ones. If you're not there, you're dramatically harming your future. And it compounds over time, of course. Remember, it's time in the market, not trying to time the market. You can't do it. Nobody can do it. Anybody that tells you you're going to do it, grab your wallet and run the other direction. That It's it's really simple. Just stay invested because uh, every recession has one thing in common. They all end. All right. If you have a question or a comment for us, give us a call, 877-670-7117, or you can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about some options if you are concerned about your bank and your money in the bank. Stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com.